Well, hello, once again, you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection, broadcasting to you throughout the multiverse, Steamverse, from our various bunkers and airships. With me, as always, is Fax, Gentleman Adventurer. Hello, hello. <laughs> with me is Jack from Steam Chest. Hello. <laughs> and we have with us today, Master Blue Stocking from <laughs> Steampunk Dollhouse Podcast. So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about Steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is the day after Labor Day, and we are all getting back to our regular work schedules or what have you. Um, and that is uh, unreasonably difficult. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that wrong for me to say? No, it's uh, the end of the summer. It's always weird. <clears throat> Today Official feels like it ought to be Monday, but I don't have my... If it was Monday, we wouldn't be filming yet and i would have another day to prepare for this thing and uh yep nope i don't <laughs> nope i did prepare something but i assume we all went to steampunk explorer <laughs> and prowled through that <laughs> um, i don't think the thing i'm going to talk about tonight is actually from the steampunk explorer although i have another a number of other options uh that are probably more entertaining but ah. it's okay that's okay Hey, Rita and Lawrence are here. Now the show can start. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Oh, um, how's everybody doing? What's been the last uh, two weeks for y'all? School started again. <laughs> I mean, you know, officially school started again, but I don't take classes anymore. So it's kind of a weird liminal space, but that's about it. <clears throat> and hey, Jack, reading a lot. Do you know you're muted? I am muted. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been hearing my sarcastic comments. This is going to be our best show ever. Ever! I saw his mouth moving and moving, and I'm just like, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> I'm going to start muting myself. Just be like, and all of a sudden, he went, and then, you know, and then, and then, and then the camel showed up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's there for all the audio people. Anyway. So this is our oh. first show into September. Yep. Which uh, feels to me like spooky season. Yes. I'm already spooky. It's it's not intensely hot out anymore. Um, so I can convince myself that it's cool. It's a balmy it's 95 fall. degrees. Hey, it doesn't matter. It's still fall. <laughs> hey, it's going to get 68 degrees at night in like three days. I don't understand Yay. that. I don't get that. My brain just does not know how to comprehend an air, <laughs> the outdoors being cooler than my indoors. I love yeah. it. Yesterday morning, I, I opened the back door to let the dogs out, and it was as cool outside as it was inside. Yeah, it's yep. been really like nice. Like, 100 percent more humid. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like swimming right now, even up here. Yeah. And we haven't had any rain since the last... Well, no, we had some around the area the other night. We didn't get hit with it. We just It was nice and cloudy. Yeah. So <clears throat> the rain seems to have settled down a little bit. For it unleashed all two months' worth in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Half our year's rain in two days. I mean, yeah, that's the way it usually works. Yep. Not quite as extreme as it was the summer, but so. Yeah, we had an unusually consistent summer of nothing but let's just bake you to death. Dry yeah. and over 100 degrees. Yeah, it was yeah. bonker. But it wasn't just us. I mean, like I said, when we went to New Orleans, everyone yep. kept saying, it's going to rain at least once every day. Seven days and there was zero rain. Entire. I'd had my umbrella. There was one I'm day. Ready for it. Yeah. So that's I the problem you're ready, ready for. <laughs> You broke it. Yeah, but the problem is when you're driving in 100 degree heat with no rain for an eight hours each way, oh. you use up all your windshield washer fluid. 
Oh, yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. I just took my car for service. I'm like, going to have to fill that up because it's gone. I just yeah. use water balloons and I throw them in front of my car as I'm driving. <laughs> Shut up. Funk. Jack, you were just saying how you were looking for uh, uh, Steampunk Halloween online. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find some Steampunk Halloween. It's going to be great. It's going to be like horror. And no, it's like, I can't even, like, this, not even the Spirit Halloween store was first pop up. It was like Walmart. And it just had like the most basic, I don't know. I, I hate to say this. Maybe it's because I've been in Steampunk for so long. What, goggles? I'm just like, I'm so goggles tired. And ears. I'm tired of goggles and a brown vest. Like, I get it. I'm, I've moved beyond, like, that's where you first start. I've moved beyond it. I don't know how many more people are out there that are like, I'm going to go steampunk this year for Halloween. Yeah. It's it's not a, I don't feel like that's, a, I feel like I've be, it's a meme now more than anything else. Entry-level steampunk? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you haven't really gotten into it now, you're probably not going to get into it <laughs> in the mean. same way you would have six years ago. Yeah. Which is, you know. Buy all the crap stuff, go to a convention, and then like realize, you know, find that one leather worker you like, dump like your neck, your tuition money on it, like, that one <laughs> small piece yeah. that you're like showing around the next convention, yeah. and then for the next eight years, you go slowly more and more piece into and dead end or bankrupt, yeah. getting like the hat, the cool goggles from like you know the Swiss military motorcycle you know goggles or something, and then like spending your time wiring them up for them to work like three times. <laughs> and never bothering to fix them because the wires look cool. Or it could yeah. just be me. I, you know. No, I did the same thing. I built myself mine up piece by piece. I mean, I did drop some money on the Venefica Corsa tree at Steampunk November a few years ago, but I couldn't wear it because the next year was the pandemic. So <laughs> I wasn't able to. Although I did actually for my for the Narrative Society conference last year, it was online, but we had to videotape our presentation and then put them up. So I put recorded mine sitting on my back porch and the camera was far enough back that I, cause it was a steampunk uh, book that I was talking about. I had my full gear on nice <laughs> sitting on my back porch and corset boots, all of it. Yeah. And you kind of did like the mystery science theater beginning where you like panned over some stuff <laughs> and then like pulled out to you sitting in a wonderful chair. No, with, because like, a it, cup was, of tea. it was me recording it by myself. Cause Matt had to work cause ah. I didn't realize that we had to have them up two weeks before the conference. So I was, gotcha. yeah, it was a, it was a, bit of a, a rush job but yeah no it was yeah i wanted to wear it so <laughs> i busted that out <laughs> oh man i will be wearing it this year Woo! yeah so, so my experience uh on on halloween stuff not necessarily steampunk halloween but uh a lot of people like every year they post a youtube video of sort of the walkthrough of this store and that store and the other store about how all the new stuff is in and if, if you know, i was just watching those i would say the Halloween stuff is is getting better, uh, getting uh, higher quality uh, stuff available from the mass market than, than I've seen in previous years. And I think that's pretty exciting because we've been forced to build our own mm -hmm. uh, Halloween co uh, uh, costumes and and uh, home decorations and what have you, because the things at the store stink. Um do you but, remember what they were like when we were kids? The plastic yeah. mask that smelled bad and like the oh, yeah. plastic the rivets, the, the pieces with like, <laughs> yeah. And the and weird plastic like, like tape dress it on over and over and over and over. <laughs> they were horrible. So but, the punchline is, I see these, these uh, videos talk about stores in my area. So then I go to the stores and there's nothing there. It's already gone. <laughs> where, 
They've not even put it out yet. It's in there. Oh, really? There's like half a row, and it's pretty weak sauce. Home Depot, you know, it's Home Depot's got the twelve foot skeletons, right? Yeah. And they've got like two kinds now. They're not in my store. They're not There's in any no Halloween stuff in my in my Home Depot yet. store. Like, yeah, the what skeletons. Are you waiting for? Come on, man. The skeletons drop it like because my my sister in law she had the line on when they were gonna drop and she was like sending me a message like they're out they dropped at midnight and it was like in July I think <laughs> but she didn't get the twelve foot because they really had no place to put it but she got the box of the six smaller skeletons that they're gonna have all around their house yeah I want to see someone in the the second story apartment complex with that thing like hanging out of their balcony just like <laughs> over the they like, draped off onto the ground no. They're with like awesome. a big sword stabbed through it, make it look like it was like trying to get Whoa. in. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would have so much fun with oh, that. Oh yeah, there's a whole lot you can do with that. There's a million stuff you could tell with this. Yeah, but it's They're a big just... commitment because where are you going to put it the rest of the year? Yeah, well, I mean, some people you leave it up. Well, yeah, some people that have you know vaulted like our old living room where we used to live. We could have had it in the house because our you're, you're, you just now dress it like a Christmas tree. That's what people do though. People yeah. will just keep changing the outfits throughout the year. And then Easter comes along, yeah. And you put Easter collars on it, like put an streamers on it. Yeah, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, you give them a big old stein, big old stein, <laughs> and a green hat. <laughs> like maybe one of those fake red beards that like hangs off the jaw. <laughs> See, there you go. So big commitment, one way or the other. It is, Fourth yeah. Of July, you just make it hold a flag and like a rocket <laughs> or something in one other hand, depending on how political you you can get political with that. If you, I'm sure. Or I mean, just I think strap I'm, it to the top of your car and just drive yeah. around with it on the top. Just drive with a skull <laughs> on the back of your car. I killed a giant. I skinned it. There you go. All right, so Thax, what weird beer do you have for us tonight? Okay, well, we're talking about Halloween and spooky season. And I pulled out what I bought last year just after the scene was over because it was on sale. Uh-huh. I got my full-grown Nick. Ooh. Uh, Jack. Full-grown Jack. Excuse full-grown me. Jack. Full-grown, full-grown Jack. Full-grown Nick is, is the next season. But uh, I, I'm ready I'm ready to, to get into the spooky. And uh, Have you had it before? I, I have had it before. I had, this, uh, I had the rest of the six-pack last year. Oh, is it pumpkin-y? It is, it is a pumpkin spice stout. You can see that it is very, very thick. My goodness. Um, it doesn't yeah. taste like, you know, squash. <laughs> uh, but it does taste like uh, cinnamon and clove and ginger and all the beautiful things. And uh, So it's, it's the tremendous. seasonal beer that tastes like holiday. And it, and it eats like a meal. Yes. <laughs> I, I wish I could stick enough to like pave my 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 uh, driveway with it. <laughs> Blacktop my driveway and beer. Oh, that is good. <sighs> I wish it were colder out. It's it's a beer that kind of you know wants it to be a little chill, a little light yeah. in the air. But I'll take it. This, this yeah, Soon. that's where I'm going. Yeah. Mm. And Jack, what do you have tonight? It's been like it's, today has been the equivalent of three days worth of work. Because I couldn't get everything done that I needed to do on Friday, oh. so today is a little hard. I'm going with the the Malibu Black. Oh no! <laughs> Seventy proof, thirty five percent alcohol, bold Caribbean rum with coconut liqueur, and we're doing it in my wonderful Godspeed, CIA my <laughs> National Security Intelligence Agency shot glass that my brother got me when the museum and uh, dropped resumes off at the actual security intelligence. 
facility just because we could. <laughs> That's how to get on a list. Yep. <laughs> We're already on lists, I'm sure. There's a dossier. You somewhere. type in how to make your own ammo and pipe bombs. You're already you're Ooh. on a list. You're on a list. <laughs> Although There's... sadly I probably have just because writing different stories, you have to Google <laughs> weird stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. There's we a all have that one FBI history. agent that has to watch our screens and he's just like he's <laughs> either intrigued with us or he's utterly <laughs> like just in horror of what we're looking up. Nah. He's seen it all. Yeah. There's nothing you can show him that he hasn't seen before. Challenge accepted. Poor bastard. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've I've been around on the internet a while. I know it's horrors. <laughs> yeah. Some of it's very eldridge yep. these days. There's in age some, and in disgustingness. There's some dark depths out there. Yeah. <laughs> so that is that is a coconut rum, but it's a full rum strength. Yes, it yeah. is essentially. Yeah, it's 35 percent alcohol and uh, delicious. This is like my favorite of the of these. Um, it mixes very well. It's very smooth to drink by itself, which is what I'm doing. If I had like a singular ice cube, I would drop it in there or drink it like um, like uh, whiskey over ice. Whiskey on the rocks. Uh, yeah. And uh, some people think that's sacrilege. And I'm like, well, you obviously don't have a Death Star ice cube. So. <laughs> yep. Because, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have a Death Star ice cube? I feel like if you're, drinking, I think. if you're drinking coconut rum straight, you've already kind of shown your, your quality. <laughs> Put any ice cube in it you want. I know. You already passed the time, like, bar at that point. <laughs> It's like, do I care what you think about me right now? No. <laughs> <clears throat> Who's talking? Is it wine night? Nope. I am drinking cider, but Stella Artois. And it's, you know, it's classy and fancy because it's cider with an RE instead of with oh. an ER. Ooh. Fancy European cider. Yeah. The it's French. I actually like Ang Angry Bird a little bit better. I mean, it's it's all right. Doesn't quite have the bite that I like mm. from the cider. You know, I like it. I, like, I like the cider. It feels like someone threw a, threw a baseball at you when you drank it. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. an apple straight to the throat or a pear. Yeah, a pear one's you know, pretty good. I mean, this is very smooth. You know, it's good, but it's I like it fizzy and you know, yeah, like it's gonna sear a path all the way to my gut. Yep, <laughs> American cider. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, you're so American. Like the, the culture is lost on us. Apparently, here apparently sipping yeah. coconut rum out of a shot glass. <laughs> Frenchies don't know about Johnny Appleseed or nothing. <laughs> Freedom. Yeah, but see, they also use the ambiguous European. They don't tell you where. So. <laughs> you know, it's use your imagination. Who knows? Italian could be French, could be German. You don't know. Ukrainian. Probably. I mean, we're considered oh. Europe, sort of. I, I'm not going to make fun of Ukrainians' drinking habits. No, they no, would they are, They're hard living time, people. If they have a drink, they should be having it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I have I have mad respect for them at the moment. All right, so we want to get into it, eh? Sure. All right. Who's who wants to do homework first? Uh, I will go first because I was really excited about this when I found it. Yes, I was digging for something to talk about, but then I found it and I was so excited. Nice. All right. Yes. So let me find the Alston. I need to just make a StreamYard account, which is why I can't get into the comments. But I don't have one. Um, so hang on just a second. You can all log into the same one. We just need to resend you the information. 
Okay. Well, there's the link for the trailer. There is a new game. It's coming out next year called Lies of P. It is. <laughs> I know. I know. They need. Sorry, I'm 12. <laughs> no, I was doing. I've been doing the same thing all day. They need to come up with a better name. But it's Steampunk Pinocchio, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Steampunk Pinocchio. Yes, it is so cool, and it seems to be more based on the actual Carlo Collodi story and not the Disney-fied version, because the Collodi story, if you've never read it, a little horrifying. Pinocchio is, Geppetto calls him a wretched boy in that story. Also, he kills the cricket in that story. Yeah. I've heard a, a few versions. I think I... The I original think is horrible. You did a report, I think, on... on I uh, haven't done that one yet. I've talked about it. With somebody else. Yeah. But there are a number of versions that are all terrible. Collodi, but the original, the Collodi version, he wanted to end. It's one of the few fairy tales where the male character actually experiences real, um, the male protagonist experiences real consequences for his lackadaisical actions. Yeah, because he was supposed to die. In the original Collodi story, he wanted the original ending, he dies because of his bad behavior and his actions. But it's, it is a gorgeous it is so beautiful and it just they're calling it belle epoque which is the late 19th century and it's just it's gorgeous he's got um he's he's still he's a he's not a a wooden puppet he's a robo puppet oh okay yeah and apparently within the game you can change his parts out (laughs) makes sense he's an automaton yeah you can change him out but i'm excited because i don't do well with first person it nauseates me this isn't a first person you it's yeah, you're running your little yeah, character along. Third-person yeah. storytelling. And I, no, love I like it. it. Yes. Okay. It's not coming out till next year. But yeah, you have the, the mission is to find Geppetto within the city. And kill him? I think you're supposed to hook up with him and get to the blue. It's the, I mean, it's the oh. basic Pinocchio story. No. Yes, oh, okay. he, he's an assassin sent to kill. No. Um, you gotta find, <laughs> yeah. It's a, I mean, it still follows, as far as I know, the basic Pinocchio narrative. It's just, like I said, it's very grimdark. Which is, you know, truer to the Collodi story, which is why I'm so excited about it. It's not the Disney version, <laughs> but okay, I mean, look so at Pinocchio, the, the character that we're seeing in uh, Jack showing the the uh, video. He looks like a a boy. I he know. doesn't look like a robot, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. But look at the. I mean, in the, that this is the gameplay trailer. The ga- if that's what the gameplay that yep. is what the gameplay actually looks like. That is stunning. Just and the you know sometimes that's just stunning. Hello. Yeah, sometimes the gameplay doesn't always match what they show on these, but so that's I'm hoping this is all right. Oh, this is accurate. they're using the same they're rendering the same footage for their cutscenes as yeah. their it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. So very excited gonna, about this. Wow. I don't know if this is gonna be on consoles. This looks like it's gonna be on at least for sure on PC. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be on I mean I would prefer it actually on console if I could get it if, that way. If this isn't um, on Steam, they're missing a bet. It's on, if Steam. it's on Steam, you can use oh, yeah, your no, Xbox it's... controller <laughs> on your computer. Um, yeah, look at that. The Pieta with Pinocchio. Wow. I know. Yeah, it's so... Yeah, like I said, the name sucks, but... <laughs> I, I'm sure it's a perfectly good name. I, I'm the problem. You can't say no, Pinocchio I was doing the Disney same thing. rights to that. Um, oh, no, 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 because the, the original Collodi story, like I said, Pinocchio, they can't... It's kind of like Winnie the Pooh versus there's different, yeah. you know, it depends on how they look. Oh, yeah, the, this end part. Yeah, this was, you had to wait for the, the final scene of the trailer. It's so creepy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they set down that coffin and it just says liar inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep watching for trailers for this and, and get that when it comes out next year. It just says 2023. There's no specific date for it. When they're good and ready. Pretty much. I mean, with a game like that, there's a lot of work. And I guess it's been in the works for a while because uh, there's a lot of people super excited about it. So Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. That's okay. Apparently I so, had issues. Yep, that was mine. I found that on Steampunk Explorer, and that has had me excited all day. Awesome. Yep. I did not even see that as I was, you know, desperately looking for something to report. <laughs> it doesn't pop up under the steampunk. Um, I think that's where I found it. It for me, it, it like I, I usually have a pulse on steampunk games. So this one, for some reason, I mean, it won 2022 Games ga- Gamescom Award winner. It's a Sony PS game, best role playing game and best action adventure game, and it's not even released yet. I know that's what I'm saying. It's already winning Shoot. all this stuff, and it's not even out. <laughs> But yeah, it's got full controller support and it's single player. It looks like, I mean, yeah, if it's on computer, you'll be able to use your computer. Yeah, I'm excited. Get the adapt- adapter. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, I love stuff like that. I'm going to have to sign up for Steam again. Wait, so. you actually sign oh. out? I, I'm <laughs> usually Sims or Warcraft. Those are yeah, my two I've extremes. Recently... <laughs> or Animal Crossing. Yeah. I can see that. I'm a I'm a RimWorld person, and I've actually been trying to find steampunk mods for RimWorld because it feels like you're playing a colony in Serenity out in the middle of nowhere, and everyone wants to kill you and take your stuff. That was the other one. I didn't save that, but there was another game on the Steampunk Explorer, um, Victoria 3. It's a Victorian age city builder. I don't know if there's a Victoria 1 or 2, but this was Victoria That's, 3. Yeah, there's a lot of DLCs for Victoria 2. Is there? Okay, well, the third one's coming out. It, I don't know. I, it looked interesting, but I like city builders, but when there's stuff where I actually have to fight and, you know, <laughs> defend my territory, I get bored and I wander away. So, I don't know. It looked interesting, and we lost Jack again. Hmm, he's having a hard time tonight. He is. <clears throat> We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. Hi, Winston Churchill wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey, broadcasting your marvelous music, and sail on to glory! If you would like to find out more about this program, Please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K cabaret. Well, I've been thinking since we've just come from Labor Day, which we enjoyed thanks to uh, unions that saved us from the Industrial Revolution. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I've been watching a lot of... Uh, Victorian uh, life YouTube uh, videos, uh, particularly uh, a channel called Fact Feast that really dives into Victorian slums and the down and out and uh, the things that they they lived in. Um, So it gave me a little more of an indicator of uh, what, uh, what, what life was like when there were no rules on how you had to treat your employees. Um, and it, you just, it's, it's hard to conceptualize until it's played out to you. Mm-hmm. When there are no rules. Uh, things get real, real ugly. <laughs> uh, I wrote 
a, I had to, I wrote a seminar paper on the triangle shirtwaist, and yeah, it's the triangle shirtwaist fire. It was ugly back then. <laughs> uh, so I heard on the radio this morning uh, about maybe you've heard about the California bill that is uh, aimed at improving and standardizing work conditions for fast food workers across the state of California uh, mm -hmm. because uh, the, the fast food industry and their, their franchising system and their manipulation of government has made it really difficult to make an effective union of, of employees for fast food places. Yeah. Um, they're taking, they're trying to move in another direction by establishing this, uh, this committee, this council uh, for setting up standardized rules across California. Um, there's going to be uh, 10 people on the council, uh, four workers, four fast food workers, uh, four people representing the fast food industry, and uh, two government officials uh, assigned by the governor in California to establish, you know, rules and standards of uh, fast food workers, including like minimum wage for them on top of, you know, what minimum wage is for all, any Californian and uh, other things. We really don't know what it, what it's going to establish until they do it. Um, but I thought it was really interesting <clears throat> how, uh, how we're still struggling mm -hmm. and how California is kind of leading the way or, or trying to in, in this uh, situation. I heard this uh, story on like NPR, but online I found that uh, MSN was really, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> MSN gave me a lot of good information on the, uh, the article. Uh, and as of a few days ago, the bill had passed and they were sending it to the governor's office to uh, Governor Gavin Newsom to sign. I, I think he signed it now, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, but I thought it was very interesting how how that in in state California they're they're trying something aside from unions uh, that that are sort of weak uh, to to move forward. And of course the. Uh, the uh, restaurant industry is is pushing back and complaining that you know they're going to have to raise the price of food for twenty mm percent, -hmm. and it's going to be inconsistent rules uh, for California versus other states and blah blah blah. Uh, but other people are pretty excited about it because their their hope is um, as these more uh, robust rules get established in California. People in other states are going to be asking for the same thing, since California is, a, you know, a major economic power. Uh, others are going to follow suit. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. I posted a, a link to the news article uh, in the uh, in the comments if anybody wants to look into them. It took me a while to sort of let it all sink in because it's all like news and government and lawyers and jibber jabber. <laughs> <laughs> well, and part of the problem, I mean, back then, the unions were relative, you know, you bring in the Pinkertons, bust up, you know, the, the the strikes and, you know, break the unions, but they can't do that now. So you have places like Starbucks that'll just close locations if they try to. Oh, contraire. They do that, too. <laughs> Still bringing in the pinks? <laughs> um, look at Amazon or Tesla. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Things are ugly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the ones that try the the ones that are that are being less circum you know a little more circumspect about it, like said um because I know in 
California, there was a city that it was a particular city that had a mandated minimum wage for businesses in that city. So Kroger, the Kroger in that city just closed. They didn't want to pay the wages, so they just closed. And Starbucks is trying to do that too in the places that are trying. And they're just, you know, they're like, oh, they're going to take their toys and go home. I mean, I just I like, feel like, well, who's going to miss a Kroger? <laughs> California needs more HEB. Yeah, and I mean, you the, a grocery store makes money hand over fist. I mean, literally, what is the big deal? Like Walmart will not. Do they? Do the, do the Waltons really need just a billion? Their next eight billion dollars this year? Yes. Yes, they, they could do. raise wages for everybody to $20 an hour in every single store that they have. So and Jeff Bezos could have basically, at the beginning of the pandemic from 2020, um, if he basically either gave health care, he would have made money. If he didn't and just gave every employee $144,000, he would not have lost money that year. No, he wouldn't. But everyone would have gotten $144,000. It's everyone who works for Amazon. not yeah. Obviously not contractors, but... Still, I mean, yes, you can pay your people. It's worth it. Well, but the money at that level is so ridiculous because his ex-wife, she got a huge, she got billions in the settlement and she oh, keeps yeah. giving it away and she's still, her money is still multiplying and she is giving away huge chunks of cash and it's just still multiplying. Oh, there's like, a, there's a, a comedy series basically about her. I mean, it doesn't say it's about her, yeah. but it's about someone in her situation and how I know, many people yeah, are in her Oh, that looked hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, it looks real. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. There's so much money. You can give all of this money away. You're still going to make money. Yeah, you can't, like, just the passive income alone on that much money and where it's invested and how it's invested. Just There's this interesting equation that they teach us in finance classes that once you have money, it's hard to not make more money with money because you're going to invest it. You're going to pay for things. You're going to buy things. You're going to... It, it's hard to lose money when you're making so much money. It mm-hmm. is just weird unless you like all in one on this one terrible idea, but you know, you have a friend who wants to you know make a business. So you invest in it. And if it does well, cool. If it doesn't, you're only out whatever you invested in it, a couple thousand dollars. If, if it goes off, you're millions in the bank. And it's <laughs> just this, it's, it, it was a weird concept to break down once you get to a certain level of wealth. Yeah. Not it means rich. nothing anymore. Wealth. Yeah, that, because all those zeros, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just yeah, it's not. We, it's not even comprehensible. We watched that new Jurassic Park, and there's obviously a Steve Jobs billionaire, like he, an eccentric billionaire, like he took all of them and stuck them into one guy. Kind of, you know, he had mannerisms from all of them, <laughs> and his whole idea was like yeah, an algorithm was a for sure. <laughs> um, and there was just this moment where he's obviously losing his vision and everyone's dying because the dinosaurs yet again obviously are getting out <laughs> and everything's going to pot and it's all his fault nature because, finds a way yeah but you know the whole deal yet again they all they, they even had him come back in to just say yeah that. i know he did he, the, he came in and said movie. that yeah <laughs> and uh, like he's giving his <laughs> dissertation you know the speech when he when everyone rolls in yeah and uh there's just this moment where he's trying to basically say, all right, we're going to start it all over again. You and me, I can, I can get the funding. Yeah. Like whatever you, whatever you want. And it just the whole movie throughout the entire thing, they're kind of going that spared no expense, but it's the new age version of that. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the price later. It doesn't matter. It's not part of this conversation. It's if we want this to happen, we can make it happen. We can move mountains. It doesn't matter. We have the money for that. We just don't talk about it. It's, it's, it's blase to mention money 
in this because it's power we're at this point. It's not even our money. It's investor. And so we can sit down and say, we're going to do this wonderful thing. People just throw money at us because it's us. And I'm like, that's such a Victorian thinking too for like well, it old is. money. Yeah. And because, I just um, sitting there looking at this neo-Victorian idealism and thinking of, well, we started making people's heads roll about this time last time this would kind of happen. Some things don't change. I mean, nope. you know, and you're right about the, the levels of money that people just keep throwing money at it because like, well, there's the shirtwaist fire after that happened and the owners were acquitted. <laughs> they did it again. Yeah. Remind us what the shirtwaist fire uh, was briefly. The triangle shirtwaist factory fire, um, 1911 or 1912. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, 140 people died. Um, the majority of them were women. The majority of those women were young. Parents. A lot of them didn't speak English. Uh, the factory had its doors bolted. The workers would come in around seven in the morning. The doors would be bolted and um, they would be searched. There was one door in, one door out. Everything else was locked. And the reason was because the owners didn't want the girls stealing from them. So their bags were searched on the way out to make sure they didn't take any fabric or completed shirt waist. And just for a shirt waist is just a shirt. It was a way for women. It was kind of an independence move because they were no longer in, you know, dresses that were expensive. They could buy a nice shirt waist and a nice skirt, wash them separately, mix and match. That's all it was. It was just white shirts <laughs> for women. That was it. But the doors were locked. Somebody probably, they think, threw a cigarette butt because they couldn't leave their desks for breaks. So somebody took a smoke break at her machine, threw it into a butt. And when you've got a room like that that's closed up with no windows open, cotton, cotton. Fab yeah, cotton fabric in the air, that just the, yeah. the, the particles well, will oh, they'll flash everywhere. over. Yeah, it's, just, it's like flour or anything else floating in the air. It will flash over real quick. And that's what happened. And they got crushed in stairwells. Uh, they were jumping from windows. And the paper that I wrote about it was about how nobody really knew any names. They were referred to just as bodies in a lot of the reports about bodies falling from windows. And yeah, it was, they were very anonymous. Like I said, they were young. They were immigrants. A lot of them were Jewish, Italian, Polish. They were just, they just wanted to make some money. You know, they were just young women who were taking care of their family. And so basically the warehouse just burned to the ground? Um, oh, it was, man. yeah, because it was um, the, the owners and managed to get up to the roof and, you know, get to safety from there. They were fine, but the girls were not. And like I said, there, it was it was a majority of women. Some There were men working in the factory and right. some of them also died. They couldn't get the doors open. Um, and the factory was a shell. And it, it, wouldn't, it never would have passed fire inspection. It was, it was horrible to begin with. It was a bad place to begin with. So there was a big trial and it was very sad. They were acquitted and went and tried to do it again. But the fire, I think the fire, um, fire marshal did not approve. Did the inspection did shut them down that time? But yeah, they were going to try to do it again. I'm surprised there were fire marshals to do inspections or rules on fire safety. Well, <laughs> Triangle Fire woke a lot of people. It was so horrifying, and like I said, people were literally watching. It was you know either burn or jump. Which one is going to be worse? You know, so it was so horrific that it's just it was something that could not be. You could not, but. And I say you could not avoid it, but the same thing happened in what Bangladesh a few years ago. Mm -hmm. there's, yep. um, a there's a chicken processing plant in Tennessee in the 90s that this mm -hmm. happened. Same thing. Fire in the factory. Women working there. Lower income women working in these factories. Locked in. Fire happens. So because of the Triangle Fire, that's where a lot of the OSHA regulations started to come from. And, you know, things got 
better, but you know, better is a sliding scale. Responsible. Yeah, better is kind of a moving target, just depending. And however, if you're smart as a business person, you have a holding company that owns all the rights and everything. So, literally, once you've hit a certain limit of what's owned by the shell company, that is the one that takes all the liability. Nothing like you hit a maximum yeah. you can't take anything else from that because the holding company owns all the actual wealth, the, the everything else outside of just the management of the business. So yeah. And Zach has just outlined how, as we make rules to protect our employees, companies just establish new ways of doing business to circumvent the rules. Oh yeah. Make rules yeah. to protect themselves. Yep. Which is why we're coming back to the Victorian uh, the Victorian, the California legislature, yeah. uh, trying to well, that's, that's now trying to keep the companies from circumventing or undermining union power by trying things in a different way. Honestly, I don't know how effective it's going to be since you know you still have uh, the uh, the industry taking up four of those ten seats and uh, workers getting four of those ten seats. It's not like a, a way to flex your your uh, proletariat muscle. <laughs> well, we'll see what yeah. happens. We'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. Well, and doesn't Amazon essentially do the same thing now? As, I mean, they have the one way in and one way out, and, you, you know... You bolting your doors and all? Huh? You mean bolting the doors? Yeah, and you can't leave your... Da- I mean, the, the, you know, the girls at the Triangle Factory didn't have, you know, um, apps and <laughs> cameras <laughs> watching them to make sure they don't leave their desk, but it's they had bully boys in there watching them to make sure that they didn't leave their desks or steal anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I, it's, it's just a higher tech version of the triangle factory. I mean, mm-hmm. or any of those little factories, because the triangle was just the one that everybody knows about, but those same fabric textile mills were all over New York, everywhere. It was yeah. a good opportunity. Well, good. It was an opportunity for young. Right. And, and we're talking about a, an era where if you're, if you're down and out, you don't have a job there. You're, you're just, just like now, you're out of luck. Yeah, you, you don't have the resources to get resources to to get out from under. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same old story. Yep. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I realized when I was researching it was the idea of the shirtwaists was for these independent young women who were working as you know clerks in stores and this and that. So the shirtwaists are being marketed to them as this is something for you know the young woman who needs to go out and get a job, but they're also <laughs> They need a job, so they're working in the shirtwaist factory making the shirtwaists. So it's just like a it's just a cycle that, that we created this product so they can go out and get a job, but they're getting jobs where they're making keeps going around and around and around. But for them, it was independence. It was cash in their pocket, at the, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing with the Ford company. They realized that they had to manufacture a car cheap enough for the common person to purchase, yeah. you know, people who were working there to purchase a car. Yeah. 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 I think that's that, that was sort of revolutionary that Ford felt that he needed to make a vehicle, make a product cheap enough and pay his employees well enough that they can afford the product that they're making. Yeah. That's kind of (laughs) progressive. I will give give Ford that, but he was an asshole in a lot of, and a Nazi. Yeah. 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 But it was good advertisement. Mm Mm-hmm. People will drive in the cars. Your people buy these cars are so good that our own people want to buy them and drive them. And they come in any color imaginable yeah. that you would ever want, as long as it was black. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we we have more regulation. But 
people at Walmart are still making the equivalent, essentially, of what those girls at the factory. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because even even then, even though like I got a new job this year and it pays me a little more, my car died. And therefore, now I have more bills than I did when I was working. I was making more money at the old job than I was the new job. And then we have like nine to ten percent interest, like you know, inflation on everything. Everything's ten to twenty percent more expensive right now. Gasoline's like stupid. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great. I'm making less money than I have in a long time. But at least I'm happy at work. That's that's well, the key right there when it comes to that one. I mean, you have parents who have to juggle daycare or. Yeah you know, one partner staying home because yeah. if you have two people, two, you know, each partner is working, you have to pay for daycare, but one of the, one of the partners is essentially working to pay for the daycare because yeah. daycare oh, yeah, is so definitely. expensive. So for you have to first, decide. Until they, get into, until they get into public school. Yep. It's yeah. you're paying for daycare. Yeah. My sister's in that situation. Um, her, her baby daddy is working a job and uh, it barely you know, struggling. And uh, there's talk about, you know, getting her back to work, but uh, up until, Recently, that would put their son, my, my nephew, in daycare, which would cost more than my sister would be making at any job. So uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, and I mean, because, you know, we need to pay child care workers what they're worth, but we need to pay the people who need the child care commensurate wages. It's, yeah. you know, people they're saying people don't want to go back to work. People can't literally, in some cases, cannot afford to go back to work. Yeah, there's, there's, they just can't. The, the work is not offering them. Uh, a better a better way than not working yeah which is why work from home was so valuable for well it was valuable for some people for some people for a lot of mothers it actually things got a little bit more difficult because they were juggling everything but you know i mean it, it turned out to be really beneficial for some people and productivity for a lot of places went up you know there's i mean my husband gets a he's he, he hasn't he's not been back to the office since march of 2020 and he loves it. He's happy. He doesn't get to drive his car as much as, but you know. you're saving a lot of money right now in gasoline because of it. He's got a Mini Cooper, though. You're still saving a lot of money <laughs> in gasoline right now. I know, but he loves because that car. Right he now, drives that car like Jason Bourne. It's like driving two Mini Coopers anywhere you go. <laughs> no, I mean, we, and my Forester gets really good gas mileage. Just take that one out and about usually. But yeah. no, he's now that he's not wrestling through traffic every day and an hour each way to Plano, it's much better. Yeah straight down that corridor so i don't yeah. know i can understand yeah. that you're driving anywhere around there during any type of like rush hour traffic yeah it's I'm, I'm i work that. five minutes away from where i live so i could walk to my walk to my library in 15 minutes nice so, yeah yeah tw is right around the corner it'd be nice like three times a year to do that because either then it's gonna be too hot too hot too hot deadly cold and then one day of just like perfect <laughs> amount of weather and then too hot again Actually, but a few years ago, 2018, 2019, well, when I first, yeah, when I moved into this house in 2018, I started walking because the parking became such a nightmare at TW. It was because I would, if I drove up there, I would circle around for 20 minutes yep. <laughs> and then have to park way in the back. So it was actually faster to just walk. By the time you get there and you start looking for a parking spot, you're backpacking yeah. at your house looking, you know, with the open parking spot. Yeah. Yeah. So you still yeah, have just, to walk from your house over there anyway. And so for a good two years, I did walk. You know, rain, shine, cold. I trudged my ass up there, and you know, Congratulations. <laughs> you know, it wasn't always great, but no, I, I understand. Jack, did you bring anything for us? Oh yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> you're good. You're good. I was, I was, I was. I'm, I'm happy. 
I don't have a whole lot. Um, so I was letting you burn my time. I have a really cool picture I want to show you guys because okay. I'm looking around on the steampunk tendencies. Have you been trying group. to find something while we're talking? Oh yes, yes. Because <laughs> was not great, and I wouldn't. And I'm not nearly smart enough to understand it to explain it right now. <laughs> so thank you, Rum. Anyway, uh, share screen. That one. Yes, that one. So what is that? Oh, steampunk bed. tendencies. It's a bed. Wait, it's a bed. Um, I, what is it? I don't. It's you know, like a bed board. I feel like it's a bed written by one of those AI programs because, because like, it looks like something out of Hellraiser. Then when you really start paying attention to it, you're like, "What is all this crap around here?" Because you know, there's really gory scenes in Hellraiser. Yeah, that's no. what it's reminding me of. Like, I know this is an actual piece. It's disturbing. But it does have that feeling of like telling a, an AI, go take a Victorian architecture <laughs> and like boats and make a bed out of it. Yeah. And this is what happened. Because, I mean, I don't... I don't. I Where did you find these things? This is Steampunk Tendencies on Facebook. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so that's... It's like a pretty decent place. I don't know. I'm getting like Call stuff. of Cthulhu vibes here too. <laughs> so, yeah, especially that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, I can tell it's not... This this came from a human being's brain because is that a bed or a sacrificial AI. altar? <laughs> well, it, instead I mean, of rolling off the bed, you're stopped because you get stabbed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think these, these are these are obviously they you know show. Okay, pieces. so these are real. These are not just these They're are actual AI physical. Yeah, these, these are, are physical. actual physical um, creations. You can see if I can in fact move this around a little bit. Let's see they if are, I can change yeah. us a little. Ah, there we are. Okay. So there is enough shadow under here. It makes sense. Okay, There's yeah. a, in the actual picture I'm looking at. This is these are pillows. This sheet is like no, it, this is a real image. Um, I just don't. I can't. I can't wrap my brain around. There's a lot of imagery here. That's yeah. Not, like this looks like a skull. It's not. A There's skull. a lot to unpack there. Yeah, and then we got. Yeah. There's a lot of these. Oh, there's like four, I think. But I thought they were really cool because at first I thought they were AI generated because I got some. I'll, I'll even pull them up here in just a second of like AI generated things that my. RP group came up with by accident when looking at like, let's blend an elder God of the devourer into a spaceship and see what happens. <laughs> and let me tell you, we got, we, we got some stuff. We got, we got horror. Let's see, let me see my background. Uh, Here's one. Kind of like those ships in the expanse. Oh, yeah, or think, think more that like thing in the first season with Julie like, Mao and the thing that's just becoming. I, I mean, there's that. That's what I, I, I I'm thinking more probably on the lines of what was that one um, Event Horizon stuff. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, this looks like 40k chaos. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is warp. But this Ooh. is AI generated. This is straight up a robot came up with this. We just gave it the idea of mixing in elder gods and a battleship. Like obviously you can see like a spaceship, and it's like there is like skulls and stuff yeah. in the clouds. And there's whatever this scary thing is. And Cthulhu? It's either Cthulhu or a giant space phallic object. Um, you start to understand why in Frank Herbert's Dune, they outlawed the thinking machines after that uprising. Yeah. You don't want to mess with those guys, man. They have, they have some... They're, they're taking our ideas and mesh... Like, this is a million different pictures, like, thought through. And then it went and did its thing. This is taking its idea. They create indescribable horrors by default. Yeah. It's, it's like just their is, nature. I know this one said 
1800s battleship star destroyer Cthulhu blood. That's what we use for words. And stop. You know what? How to do it. I am. I am fully happy with what came out of this until it comes for him in the night. I mean, Hardy have on no that idea vibe. what you've the called reason, up. Uh, the reason this came up is because we we got kind of in a horror a horror deal where one of our guys was like needed to, he needed to leave the RP group and so he became so we wanted his character to be something not just die but he became the proverbial boogeyman he looked into a, a, a black hole and something stared back at him <laughs> and slowly started like becoming more and more dark as he went and started like sacrificing crew and it became really weird and then you know it's a big long long deal but essentially it turned out to being the devourer bursts forth and using everyone's goo from like in a, in a very it, it, it's not really supposed to be a Stranger Things feel from like season three, but it turned out to be that, you know, rolling up everyone's goo and started using it to yeah. like manipulate and like flow into the computer systems. And it, it, it's actually the, the, the whole storyline of like Homeworld Cataclysm, where this alien beast does the same thing. And it's something you can't stop. It just, you know, yeah. it's, it's endless. It take you can't like maroon it on a planet. You can't get rid of it. It's it, it's it's there. It exists. It's going to consume everything. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty steampunk in its own way. That's just scary. You don't want this coming. Through. It's just going to run. You better run. Very or- organic and disturbing. <laughs> part of the ship. Part of the crew. You know. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I have. A little bit of pre horror for your Halloweenish time. It's not the- <laughs> Much obliged. I don't like it. So, so should I frame <laughs> so this for you, Zach, and send it to you? <laughs> I, I, so I, I'm thinking about the podcast that uh, this is going to become, and trying to figure out like, how would I describe this oh, terror that you're showing me? It is a, it's I like a smart start. with masts made of like organic goo. Yeah, it's flowing through what looks like a belly of a titan, it's like biomechanical. You can it's see like other, swallowed other titans. It's like the stomach, like, the sides of the stomach lining, and other chunks of grizzle shoved into it. Something that might or might not be a giant skull of something. Oh, what was and, my uh, my favorite caption from Stranger Things this season? Tentacles undulate moistly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like moist yeah. undulations happening. I, I actually heard a funny quote the other day. <laughs> And it came all across like on Reddit of all, of, of course, of all places. But it was a, um, it was, uh, it was done as like a, a screen wallpaper, and it says, and it's like a mountain range. It's just, it's weird. It's a mountain range, and it says, "Did not wake up today to get screwed by tentacles." Like, that's a great quote. You know what? I didn't wake up today to be messed with by tentacles. That, that's, I want that on a mug. Duly noted. Yeah, that just that looks very damp and unpleasant <laughs> the word moist really does not leave it's moist image. yeah <laughs> I, I find that the colors the sort of crimson and black that yeah played it oh yeah the blue okay, so highlights go, that's so disturbing now go back to the furniture because that's what the furniture it's organic that's what the furniture looks like a weird organic just yeah. uncontrollable growth yeah i thought it was probably based off of off of the AI thing, like something is because it has that same just... weird mess of just so much stuff. Because it's like the AI is trying to like fill in everything with something, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's just so busy. 
it's making me comfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep in that. No, no. I'm no, not sleeping this either. I wouldn't put my body anywhere near that. No, you become one with that thing really fast. <laughs> part of the ship, part of the crew. <laughs> It'd be bad when like this this figure just like breaks forth and like would you like warm milk for you know before bed? <laughs> the fracking ship. What's okay. brushing my hair? <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, now everybody's nope. gonna have nightmares tonight. Nope. So, nope. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Nightmare fuel brought to you Happy by Jackie Flynn. <laughs> so we're we're coming up on the hour. <laughs> um, let me hit off a few things off our calendar uh, before we go. Uh, something I found, most of the stuff I find, Facebook shows near in Austin. That's not my fault. I can't figure out how to tell me what's going on in the rest of the state. <laughs> but uh, there's the Mad Hatter's Gin and Tea Party uh, happening uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every night for the rest of the month at a place called Indra's A Warehouse. <laughs> uh, this this Mad Hatter's Gin and Tea Party is an immersive experience in a Wonderland installation. Take a trip down the rabbit hole and delight the senses in a whimsical uh, tea party that has already won rave reviews in L.A., New York, Miami, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, name drop, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that looks really cool or disturbing if you've just come from looking at these pictures. <laughs> uh, so that's a thing that's that's coming up. Um you mean dinner? I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go drink myself. To I'm sleep. having a hard time here. Um, I, I mentioned more Bernardo's Circus uh, coming up on the 20th through uh, beginning of October um, at the Moon Tower Saloon. That's going to be worth checking out. I love circuses because they are very, you know, Victorian, uh, early turn of the century. And now they don't have. Uh, poor animals. They're all uh, human-powered, if you will. Uh, so that I, I've, I've enjoyed circuses more without the guilt. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, having this, this small family circus come to town is pretty fun. <laughs> um, Plano has their balloon festival coming up on the 22nd. Uh, balloon festival and run. I guess there's some sort of... Uh, That's what happens. Uh, the balloons go up with snipers. <laughs> oh, no! No. <laughs> we don't want that. No <laughs> ideas. Don't give anybody ideas. Um, and then we're getting into October, where I'm hoping the calendar will fill up quickly, but I, I'm still looking for uh, October events that are steampunk related. I'm expecting a lot more uh, spooky stuff, more goth events and that sort of thing. But I, I'm really trying to find uh, particularly steampunk events that, that are happening in the coming month. Uh, but there are things happening, definitely worth checking out. Um, and you can see my entire catalog or calendar uh, as as a patron through Patreon. Uh, so I should take this time to thank our patrons who are uh, keeping our lights on. Uh, we're brought to you in part by FairTreasures.com. Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female presenting costumes and accessories for Renaissance fairs and steampunk wear. Also, one-of-a-kind jewelry and alchemy jewelry imported from England. You can shop Fair Treasures at www.fairtreasures.com, fair with an E, or on Etsy. Uh, also want to thank uh, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, and of course, Rita and Lawrence Allen uh, for, for uh, helping us on Patreon. Uh, if you're not watching us on Facebook, 
you can find us there at Texas Steampunk Connection. You can email us at texassteampunkconnection at gmail.com. Uh, our podcast is texassteampunkconnection.podbean.com and it should be uh, findable through all any of the podcast search engines you might be using. Uh, we're on Twitter at TXSteamConnect1 and YouTube and Rumble through the Steam Chest subscription box. And most importantly, our music is brought to you by Zapsplat.com. <laughs> so important. Did we get shut down again last time? I don't think we did. Okay, so we Facebook left us alone two weeks ago and did not try to cut our music out. Well, now so that maybe this that. is working. <laughs> we'll just overplay it. So we want to thank Zapsplat.com for letting <laughs> us use Zapsplat. Thank you, Zapsplat. <laughs> We need like a montage of that now. Like random ass people we asked, like with like a microphone. <laughs> Zapsplat.com. It's not a cookie, it's fruit and cake. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, have we missed anything? Uh, this hour just sort of flew by. It was it, it started off a little weird and it got <laughs> fairly normal. And then suddenly it got really weird. And then we <laughs> ventured into I apologize. My friends, actually one of them is here uh, talking right now. Um, yeah, he, he kind of knows a little bit what's, about what, where those pictures came from. Well, everybody have good dreams. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to us uh, once again. Uh, We'll be back in another two weeks on Tuesday. Until then, mind your gauges. Mm -hmm.